What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's time to dominate your fantasy league. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Happy Friday, everyone. Get your Thanksgiving side dishes ready. We're going to be talking a lot about that next week. But right now, we got a lot of football to talk about, including a really interesting Thursday night game and six NFC home games to preview. Actually, one of them is an AFC home game, Washington at Houston. The others are Chicago, Atlanta, Dallas, Minnesota, San Francisco, Arizona in Mexico City, Detroit at the Giants, and the Rams at the Saints. And a very happy Friday. Oh, yeah, yes. Happy Friday to you, sir. Question, is the Browns-Bills game now an NFC home game because (laughs) they're playing in Detroit? (laughs) Good question. We, We did talk about that one yesterday, but we will revisit it with this game moving to Detroit, which is going to be interesting for the Bills. They go to Detroit, then they come home, and they go right back for a Thanksgiving game in Detroit. But what I was going to leave their stuff there. Gonna say is it's a very happy Friday for the 60, 66% of Christian Watson managers who started him and the 10% Woo-hoo. of Ryan Tannehill managers who started Ryan Tannehill. But Woo-hoo. imagine picking That's up Christian me. Watson and, yeah, way to go. Picking up Christian Watson and not starting him. All right, so. Tennessee 27, Green Bay 17. Really, a lot of developments here. Jamie's on the show, too. Happy Friday, Jamie. And what'd you think of last night's game? That was fun. Uh, I thought Rodgers struggled a little bit, which was a little frustrating. You know, he missed some throws. Um, you know, Alan Lazard had a rough night as well. Uh, but I told you, Tuesday, we talked about Ryan Tannehill. He just finds a way to get it done. <laughs> and here he is again with another 20-plus point game. Um, now four of uh, four of seven healthy games that he's played, he's been above 20 fantasy points. So don't discount him. And certainly don't discount now Traylon Burks, who, uh, as you know, Heath was making the case for Christian Watson with rookie receivers just coming along. You know, maybe now is his time coming off the, the toe injury that he's going to start to play at a high level. But uh, Christian Watson, you know, five touchdowns in in less than a week. It's uh, always good to have that type of production. That's <laughs> and, good. Uh, you know, I, I think you just kind of see where where the the trajectory is headed. That he's not going to do this consistently. Uh, you don't want him to be just touchdown or bust, but he's certainly a fun fantasy option for the rest of the season. 
Okay, Traylon Burks or Christian Watson, rest of season. Watson. Uh, you take the one with the, the better quarterback, at least on paper. So I'll, I'll take Watson, but it's close. Man, we could talk about this game for a half hour. We're going to try to squeeze it in, you know, eight minutes or so. But look, Aaron Rodgers, yes, he did miss some throws. Um, and probably a little disappointed in the way he played. He was starting 63%. He talked about it because he saw the comments. Uh, no, I didn't. What do you say? Uh, I did not have my best game. I, I could tell you exactly if you want to know. Yeah, he struggled. But at the same time, with Watson emerging here, Randall Cobb back helped him as well. 23 fantasy points. Second straight game, he's had 23 or more. So these are, I believe, yeah, his two best games of the season. Two straight weeks. Is it a coincidence? It's uh, it's obviously Christian Watson making plays for him. So is Aaron Rodgers with the state of the quarterback position. Is he, is he now, Dave, a must-start quarterback? Which is weird to say coming off that kind of game, but you see the production. Is he a must-start guy going forward? I mean, first of all, as long as Christian Watson is scoring multiple touchdowns a game, of course he is. And, and I think that Watson especially after the last two games and what defenses now know about what he's capable of doing. I think he's going to change the way that defenses have been playing against green Bay. So it's going to take Rogers throwing the ball better from game to game in order for him to really hit his potential. And that's a weird thing to say because we're used to Aaron Rodgers being great throwing the ball, but missing throws like he did last night, it's going to make you a little bit worried. I'd call him a candidate to be a top 12 quarterback rest of season. He's no longer in that, He's no longer in the trash bin. We're saying, forget it. He can't get it done. I'd feel that way if Christian Watson uh, never got going. But the fact that he's got somebody now that can stretch the defense vertically makes me feel a little bit more optimistic in Rodgers. And there's one other factor. Their defense, it was bad pretty much all year. But without Rashad and Gary there, their pass rush isn't that good. I, I think you're going to continue to see quarterbacks lighting up the Green Bay Packers defense. That's going to force Aaron Rodgers into some pass-heavy games. Here's what Rodgers said. Uh, this is uh, Rappaport tweeted this. Uh, quote, I threw a lot of I threw a lot of kind of wobblers. There was some wind. I just missed a few throws I should have had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just, just to piggyback on what Dave said, uh, I, I, I think he's definitely a must-start quarterback rest of the way if you just consider him to be a low-end number one guy. You don't have to find a replacement for him now. Right. Uh, how about Alan Lazard now? It's two disappointing games in a row, but there were a lot of opportunities, at least, for him yeah. to finish with 11 targets. So would you rather have Christian Watson, who had six targets, caught four of them and scored two touchdowns, and now he has eight catches and five touchdowns in the last two games? Would you rather, rather have Lazard or Watson rest of season? I think you just got to play the upside card right now and take take Watson, but this is a good opportunity if your trade deadline is not passed to see if you can get Lazard for nothing. So, you know, there'll still be some great games ahead for him. Um, I, I think we're going to see, as, as Dave alluded to, defense and, and putting Rodgers in some situations where he has to throw. Um, these are going to be his two guys. I know Randall Cobb had some nice numbers. Um, right. And so, we'll, you know, we'll see what that means, you know, moving forward. Romeo Dobbs will eventually be back, you know, so we'll see toward the end of the season. But I, I think these are still his top two guys. You know, it, the, the nice thing about it was Lazard had a little bit of a tough drop. It was a bad throw in the middle. You know, he 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 read the situation right. He just... I don't think settled in the zone the way Rodgers wanted him to. So the throw was a little behind him. Yep. The next play went right back to him, you know, and it was a, a first down reception. So I think those type of things, you know, how we talk about all week or last, you know, week, week or so, you know, Pacheco fumbles, they go right back to him. When you see things like that, you kind of know that there's, there's a trust, there's, there's a comfort factor, there's a relationship and a rapport that's been established. So I think Lazard will, will, will might get a squeaky wheel game coming at some point. too. And it could happen 
as soon as I don't know if it can happen next week at Philadelphia. That could be tough because their secondary is good. But the game after that at Chicago could easily see Alan Lazard step up there. And you saw it a little bit in this game. 11 targets to Lazard. How many of them were deep down the field? I don't think there were that many, if any. And they then were in that he thought he cut off the route. Yeah, yeah that's and there true. was an end zone target that he had where he was almost interfered with about a third. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. big and play then Aaron was that Jones crosser, and Cobb. Right? Cobb and Jones had a bunch of targets, and uh, yeah, how many of those were twenty plus yards down the field? So I think what Watson's doing is opening things up underneath. I think that'll continue to happen. And Lazard still eleven targets speaks volumes to me. I know it's not going to be fun to say this or fun to accept this, but I think Lazard's going to be the better PPR wide receiver rest of season. Yeah, I, I, it was that one play where he was open over the middle. I, was it on fourth down? I don't. It was, and Rodgers threw a little high. I don't know, maybe on third down. Um, that could have been a really big play for Lazard. So it was nice to see him get the eleven targets. Any concerns about Aaron Jones? Just if their defense is not good, he had twelve carries, I and mean, he's got a lot of games with about twelve carries. You know, it's it's a little frustrating. They have almost no carry. As a team, they, they never, almost never get near the goal line. Um, but Dylan still could be a factor there. So any concerns? This is obviously a tough matchup. No running back has scored a rushing touchdown against the Titans since week one. So, um, But any concerns about Jones going forward? Not really. I mean, you're I mean, not, not to the point right. where I think you're benching him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just right. to make it clear, Lazard did have, I'm looking at the stats now, two, three targets. That went 20-plus air yards. That's pretty good. In the game. That's pretty good. Cobb had none. Obviously, Aaron Jones had none. Okay. What's All interesting right. is Let's that that's two the- more targets. That's two more targets than Christian Watson had deep. Let's talk about the Titans. And, okay, Henry's Henry. I, I don't think it should be legal to throw a handoff. I think that— Oh, no, stop. I, it's, it's a weird rule. It's a weird rule. You know, like, if I were playing backyard football— and you handed the ball off, you wouldn't be able to throw that. You'd only be able to throw it on a backwards pass or lateral or something like that, you know? That's a, but whatever, you know, it's, it, the rule is the rule. I won't penalize him for it. I mean, I, as commissioner, I would take the touchdown away, but I, I won't go that far. But um, what do you think about Traylon Burks? Robert Woods had a good game too, but Burks was only 28% rostered. He had 51 of his 111 yards on basically last their last throw. play of the game, then yeah. they yield after that. Um, Dave, what do you think about Traylon Burks? 28% rostered, like I said. Um, I, I liked what I saw, but I still think, yeah, it's almost like what we were saying about Christian Watson, where you, you know, that there's talent there. You can see that there's talent there. It's just a matter of it continuing to develop. The one problem is he's got Tannehill as his quarterback. It worked out great on Thursday night. Not sure it's going to work out great every single week. And it's still a Titans offense that wants to run the football primarily. So a little bit worried about what that target volume is. Definitely don't like that. Basically half of his receiving yards came on, on one last play. It was a great play. He beat Jair Alexander one-on-one. Um, great throw by Tannehill. And uh, might have even scored on it if he had fought a little bit harder. But he, 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 he looked like the guy that I saw at Arkansas, where not necessarily a speedster, does have some speed, but not like Christian Watson's speed. Physical guy, lots of short targets. How many, I'm going to look this up, uh, when I'm done yapping here, but I don't think he played every red zone snap for for tennis. Uh, probably not, because you know they they get in the red zone, they probably take some wide receivers off the field, and 
But it's Derek no, there Henderson. were a plenty of plays where there were multiple receivers on the field. All right, let's, let me just. Is he, I'm look he's a up. mustad guy, right? He's a mustad guy. He's a mustad guy, but I, this could go down as his best game of the year. Okay. All right. And hopefully he didn't buy into Nick Westbrook Aquina, judging by the rosters. Four, four routes for him in the red zone out of, I'm going to guess, 10, 12. I'll tell you in a second. 12 pass plays, 12 dropbacks. I would be surprised. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to tell you how many dropbacks did uh, Tannehill have. Sorry, I'm not as fast. 17 dropbacks in the red in zone. In the red zone. Holy no, cow. those are snaps. 11. All right. Uh, how many different numbers can I throw? Yeah, it's getting this. confusing. Here, so let's move on here. Um, it is uh, a great time on the sports calendar. Football is obviously in full swing. College football is at the, its most important time. The NBA, the NHL, you got great stuff going on all around, and the best way to follow all of it is on the CBS Sports app. It features lightning-fast live scoring for every pro and college football game and all major sports, of course. You can track your favorite teams or just individual games you have interest in with the click of a button. And it's also the way to get breaking news. That's how I get my breaking news alerts. So watch live sports on the CBS Sports app as well and stay on top of all the latest updates. And by the way, you can watch CBS Sports HQ. Uh, and it's totally free whether you have an iPhone or an Android. And it is the easiest way to keep your finger on the pulse of every game that matters. Here are Adam. the news and notes that matter. Ten dropbacks for Ryan Tannehill. Really? Four of them for Traylon Burks. We're still on this, Dave? <laughs> Look, he's obviously... Let's talk about Christian Watson some more. He's obviously ascending, right? I mean, it was a good game. He's a talented guy, and yeah. Okay, you know what? Fine. I, I'll, I'll indulge you. How many routes run in the red zone by, by a wide receiver who had the most routes run on the Titans? Who had the most routes run? Give me 20 minutes. I'll get you the end. Okay, great. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, 10 for Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Robert Woods. Okay, uh, there you go. Yeah, That's there were 10 step. pass plays. I said 10 plas- pass plays for Ryan Tannehill. Traylon ran around on four of them. He only played on four of them. Right, but it, it means more to me, I think, to hear that the other guys ran all 10, and that's interesting. All right, thank you, Dave. Let's see, we, we, got, we got a good stat out of that. All right, news and notes. Matthew Stafford is expected to play this week. Uh, Dalton starting. Taylor Heineke starting. Kyler Murray, we still don't know. He and, and Colt McCoy, who's also dealing with an injury, are both practicing. And yesterday was only their first practice because they have the Monday game in Mexico City. Cleveland Buffalo, Jamie, was moved to Detroit, as we mentioned. What is the fantasy impact here of that? I mean, it's obviously great. You don't have to worry about any weather concerns, so we always love that. Uh, as we talked about yesterday, would you rather see a game of snow or would you rather see Josh Allen be Josh Allen? So I'd rather see Josh Allen be Josh Allen after the, uh, oh, look, it's snowing. Um, so, you know, we get hopefully uh, Gabe Davis on a fast surface is always fun. Stephon Diggs should be great as usual. Uh, I still like Devin Singletary just based on the matchup. And then for the Browns, you don't have to worry. You know, does this, so does this qualify as a road game for Amari Cooper still? Oh, if, if, if it was a neutral site. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to screw up everything. It really does. <laughs> so I'm going to say neutral site. He's fine. So um, everybody's in the same same scenario. Uh, well, he's at Detroit, yeah. so that's a great matchup. Cooper, Cooper fine. DPJ, <laughs> good good number three receiver with upside. Um, hopefully Njoku plays. Doesn't seem like, like that's the case. Uh, you're, nothing really changes. You're starting the guys you were planning on starting. If you were wondering, by the way, how hampered I didn't don't think I had a chance to bring this up. How hampered Josh Allen was by the elbow, um, you know, you just look at the A dot or the you know air yards per pass attempt, pretty normal. But he did not throw a single pass more than thirty air yards, 
And he had done that three times in each of the previous three games. So it is just something to watch. He did throw plenty of passes, 20 air yards, but he did not at one point take the top off the defense with a deep ball in any point uh, at any point in that last game against Minnesota. Uh, running backs, Ty Monk, uh, a lot of this is a repeat. Ty Montgomery out for the season. Zeke says that Zeke says he's optimistic about playing. If he plays, he will wear a knee brace. We're going to talk about that game at Minnesota shortly. DeAndre Swift practiced in full. Gus Edwards looks good to go. Um, wide receiver news. We'll see about Marquise Brown. We still don't know. Today will be a big practice report. Um, let's see. Corey Davis missed practice. It, it, the, the thing, though, just, just to clarify, they don't have to list him on the injury report. Yeah, I know. It's a little... So we won't get a designation about what he is, but we'll get reports. Like, he was running around yesterday. Oh, he so looked good, a, too. That, that That's a great sign, but we won't get a... he did, He's questionable, whatever. You know, you won't get that. Right. That's Marquise Brown. Um, let's see. Uh, Jerry Judy missed practice again. All three of the injured Chargers wide receivers were limited. Do we have any any idea, Dave, which way this is going to go with Williams, Keenan Allen, and Carter? It's trending in the right direction. We've seen it go in this direction for Keenan Allen before, and then he ended up not playing. So I, I would be the most nervous about him, but I, I'm feeling optimistic that Mike Williams will be available for fantasy managers this week, and he'll be a top 10 to 15 wide receiver. Must start guy. Okay. I'll be a little bit more optimistic about Allen just oh. because PPR, I think he's going to be, I think Justin Herbert is like just begging for reliable hands on the field, you know, and that's his most reliable guy. Um, here's a big one. Juju Smith-Schuster missed practice. He's probably not going to play. And Miko Hardman is on IR. MVS is oh, I <laughs> I, I'm feeling pretty good about him. How are you guys feeling? Top 20 receiver. Ooh. It's, you got to think of it that way. Just such a perfect opportunity for him. Yeah. Uh, Josh Reynolds was limited. Hoping to, hoping to get back out there at the Giants. No, not the same energy for him as for Kadarius. <laughs> I picked him up in two leagues. That's how desperate I am. I, I don't, I mean, one of the leagues I'm throwing out there, I have Godwin out on a bye. I have Chase out. You would not even believe the lineup I'm throwing out there. And I can't be alone. So No, you're not. We got to no. we gotta fish for wide receivers. I dare you. We, we could compare lineups, and I guarantee you mine is uglier than yours. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is this the okay. league? No, okay. This uh, is... Go ahead, get your get your crappy league up. I'll get mine. I'm up. I'm ready. Okay, what's your crappy lineup? 14 team PPR. Oh, My receivers 14. on by this week are Chris Godwin and Christian Kirk, and I bench Traylon Burks because I'm a genius. <laughs> uh, my starting receivers are Darius Slayton. That's my number one. Chris Moore is number two. Ooh. Quez Watkins number three. Ooh. Okay. So Darius Slayton, Chris Moore, Quez Watkins, or. Nico Collins, Terrace Marshall, and honestly, Josh Reynolds right now is my third guy. I will have you to win. make a move. I'm worse than you, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm worse than you. Oh, Jamie? Eh, whatever. Uh, they're both bad. But uh, Nobody cares about our lineups. We're going to have to scrape the bottom of the barrel uh, in a lot of cases at wide receiver this week. Um, all right, tight end news. Mark Andrews was limited. We still don't know yeah. about him, so definitely keep Isaiah Likely on your radar. Gerald Everett was limited. David Njoku did get back on the practice field. He didn't practice Wednesday. He was limited on Thursday. And Kenny Moore, a couple, a couple of defensive injuries to keep an eye on. First of all, Minka Fitzpatrick had an appendectomy about a week ago. He's already back on the practice field. He might play. That's crazy. Amazing. 
Um, Kenny Moore and Isaiah Rogers, two cornerbacks for the Colts. They are out with an illness. Hopefully they can get back out there. And the Eagles addressed their run defense twice this week. They signed Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue. They have recently placed two defensive tackles on IR, uh, Jordan Davis and Marlon Tuipolotu uh, on IR. Say that 10 times fast. Tuipolotu. Once, that's all. Uh, and a big one, Arizona cornerback Byron Murphy has mispracticed. He missed last week's game. He mispracticed. Buda Baker mispracticed as well, but he played last week, so he should probably play. Let's beat I got the a waiver fun wire. stat for the Cardinals defense when we get to that game. All right. Uh, let's beat the waiver wire here. And we don't have any teams on a bye, so I don't know how much waiver wire beating you have to do. But we kind of like Mariota and Heineke facing each other next week. You could look at Matt Ryan against Pittsburgh. Is it going to be Heineke? Yeah, it should, you know, audition this week. Um, Deshaun Watson is two weeks away from playing. What do you think about like Zach Wilson and Corey Davis against the Bears? Yeah, there's potential there. Uh, the know, only concern would be is that Wilson's appeal is when he's throwing a lot and not facing Belichick. Um, so <laughs> like, don't start Zach Wilson this week, but maybe next week if you think that they're going to score a lot, then maybe you trust him. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, no team's on by, so you probably don't have to go into the Zach Wilson bucket. Uh, Foster Morrow is at... Foster Morrow! Foster Morrow. Oh, no, you bad. finally said it right. Good job. <laughs> Foster Morrow is at Seattle. Sing the Andy song again? Uh, okay, only one, only one Andy song per, per week. Uh, Foster Morrow is at Seattle next week. Uh, Noah Fant gets the Raiders if you're looking for a tight end. Running backs, it's not about matchups. It's about potential. Jalen Warren, 60%. Jarek McKinnon, 45%. Same guys we talked about on the waiver wire show. You could maybe look at a Denver running back or a Rams running back. Um, the Rams are playing the Chiefs, and that's interesting, Dave. I don't know how you feel about Van Jefferson. We have never seen him play without Cooper Cup. He's 44% rostered. He could he hmm. could be a fill-in next week, Van Jefferson. Let's call this week the audition. So if you want to put him on your bench this week, maybe... Uh, just to see what happens. And then you'll make a decision on for week 12. He might be somebody who turns into a bi-week replacement in weeks 13 or 14. Okay. Um, What else? Nico Collins is at Miami. Zay Jones against Baltimore. If the Ravens score a lot of points, you might see a lot of throwing from Trevor Lawrence. And DPJ is still available in a lot of leagues. And that's pretty much all I got. One question for each game. Chicago at Atlanta. Big game for David Montgomery, Dave? He's got a shot. This Falcons defense isn't very good. And we know that there's no Khalil Herbert. Treston Ebner is there, but he might end up playing. Um, he might be specialized to play just in like passing down situations where he could be a target, not necessarily as a blocker. So there should be. I think he's got a shot to play at least 70% of the snaps. Should flirt with 20 touches. Definitely going to be the goal line guy. Hopefully Fields doesn't steal a goal line touchdown from him. What am I saying? Of course, Justin Fields is going to steal a goal line touchdown from him. He's a number two running back. Yeah, it's a shame because it's the opportunity. There's so much work there. Uh, and they they run a lot. They have a lot of carries inside the five-yard line. But um, Montgomery just kind of has been stinky. Uh, he has. And just a hint, I, I have a feeling that both of these teams are going to run the ball a lot. Or try to. Oh, yeah. Try to. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Dallas at Minnesota. Jamie, are you feeling uh, it? No. 
No. I mean, it's been seven targets each of the last two weeks with TJ Hawkinson, limited production. He only has two touchdowns on the season. Now, the one thing could be is if they stick digs on Jefferson. And, you know, we saw how that went last week for the Packers with Christian Watson. But I don't think Adam Thielen is Christian Watson. So, um, number three receiver at best. San Francisco's at Arizona, David, Mexico City. You got James Conner, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk. Rank the three of them as flex options. Connor, Debo, Ayuk. Uh, I'm going to put Ayuk at the top. I'm most excited about him. I'm probably going to have Debo next and then Connor third. I just don't love the matchup for Connor. Don't see an opportunity for him to get as much work as he had last week. You're hoping that he scores a touchdown and maybe two in order to come through for you in fantasy. All right, I'm going to make my case for Debo. You could argue that the Cardinals are the best matchup in football for Debo Samuel because he's the yak machine and no team allows more yak and yak per catch than the Cardinals. Wait till, wait till you hear that. You want to hear this stat now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you have done a great job talking about how Arizona takes away deep throws. On passes of 15 or fewer air yards, they're fifth worst in catch rate allowed. They're fifth worst in yards per catch. They're dead last in yards after catch per reception. You just mentioned it. And they're dead last in touchdowns allowed. 16 touchdowns. Wow. On passes of 15 or fewer air <laughs> yards. Wow. You remember that game Geno Smith had two weeks ago? Yeah. I think he threw one pass longer than 16 air yards. It might be two. Yeah. But they, he kept it short. And that's what Garoppolo is great at. And you're right. I, you can absolutely take those no, short slants Debo, and Debo. breaking routes. Debo can do it too. That's why Debo's in play this week. Yeah. No, it, it, this is a, this Cardinals defense is a perfect matchup for the Niners offense. It's on paper anyway. It's exactly what the 49ers are good at is all the short stuff and the yak and no Byron Murphy as of now. Um, Detroit at the Giants. Jamie, if fantasy football were a dating service, are we dating Slayton? You're reaching on that one, buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, Slayton's in a good spot. You know, he's a he's a very safe number three receiver. He has top 20 upside. Wondell Robinson did not practice. Kenny Galladay looks like he's going to be out again. And so Kenny should Galladay be an upstick target. Huh? Kenny Galladay is out? <laughs> um, no, I'm serious. Like Ben Shred out. He's got problem. And no, Wandale. Wandale does. They both do. They both do. Oh, no. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. You mean 25 so <laughs> with the injuries to both, um, you could be Dayton Slayton. Um, yeah. But I guess if you were Dayton Slayton, you'd have to go to a restaurant that takes reservations. And if yeah. they don't take reservations, has less than a 20-minute wait. Yep. Um, <laughs> probably has rabbit paella. Or no, doesn't have rabbit paella. No, you hate rabbit that. paella. Yeah. Um, Whoever orders that is just a weirdo. Um, yeah. So uh, if I'm Slayton, I probably don't want to go out with you. I don't blame him. Um, yeah. I, someone told me that a lot of paella has rabbit in it, but I don't believe that. I think someone was lying to me. Uh, all right. Rams at the Saints. Start or sit Chris Olave. You're Must starting start. him for the upside. Must start? Yes. Why? Look at the receivers that are missing this week. Well, I mean, you you yeah. just went through, and please spare us again from saying it, the lineups that the two of you have. So yes. you would kill sure. for Chris Olave. Yeah, yeah, but but what about Paris Campbell, Kadarius Tony, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the guys we may have picked up? You could certainly later. make cases for all of those guys, but I'm still starting Chris Olave. Okay. 
Washington and Houston, are we starting all of the running backs in this game, the three big ones? Yeah, you should. Pierce is a must, and that Texans run defense is so bad, and you just saw the commanders completely willing to let their offense run through the run game, even when they're not averaging four yards per carry. They're going to average four yards per carry against the Texans. Okay, so so, uh, Kenny Galladay was limited with a hamstring. Wandale, I think, is, is more in jeopardy of missing the game. Because uh, he did not oh, no. practice. Yeah, so just what am I going to do without as, his, as, his if, you know. PPR points? Adam, <laughs> if you were a Giants fan, if um, hmm. and you uh, watch or you get to watch Chiefs Chargers, and Kadarius Tony goes for eighty yards and a touchdown and has thirty yards on the ground and scores that way, and you're watching Darius Slayton get six targets and have a nice game, but nobody else does anything. How are you going to feel? I don't care. I, I'm, they didn't get rid of him because of football reasons. I went so gaga over Kadarius Tony. I called him a, I think, a top twelve dynasty wide receiver last year. After about two games, he still might be. <laughs> he, I, he could, could be so good. So I hope, I hope he does. I, I really hope he's good. I, I do. Um, as I selfishly though, I do have Juju on a couple of teams, and I don't really want Tony to do that well. <laughs> For Juju, because I don't want anything to interfere with Juju being a bust start. Um, but no, there's no doubt he's he's such a good player. Just needs to stay healthy. All right, uh, he yeah. So Kadarius Tony is a good player, but he is not as good as an awesome fitted Indochino suit. And I'm going to tell you right now, you can get 50 bucks off any purchase of 3.99 or more at Indochino.com with the promo code FFT. It's I N D O C H I N O dot com. And the promo code's FFT. So I actually have had a lot of people over the years, Indochino's been a sponsor for a while, a lot of people over the years saying, uh, hey, I had a, my wedding's coming up. Can I get that promo code? Or uh, you know, I had a big event. I bought an Indochino suit. I've gotten a lot of great feedback on Indo- Indochino. That is the honest truth. You know, you can't find the perfect suit, but you can find the suit that's perfect for you. And you can do that on Indochino. You go on there, you submit your measurements, you pick everything out, all of the, you know, every style point, the buttons, the pleats, uh, the lining on the inside of the jacket, everything, details that you wouldn't have even thought about. You get to make everything. It's so cool to make an Indochino suit, and it's going to look great. And their suits start at just $449, which is a terrific value. They also have premium fitted shirts starting at just $89. It's a great site with a lot of great items there for you. So you can shop custom fitted shirts, casual wear, outerwear, and much more. And again, design your perfect suit with Indochino. To get 50 bucks off any purchase of $3.99 or more, use promo code FFT at Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. The promo code is FFT for 50 bucks off any purchase of $3.99 or more. And we go to the games. And this one, you can see this taking a while. There are a lot of things to talk about here with Chicago and Atlanta. These, This is perfect, right? These two teams are both bottom five in pressure rate. They're both uh, terrible in passing yards per attempt allowed. They're top four in RB carries, running back carries. So it just sets up for for a lot of fantasy points here. Um, Jamie, take us through Chicago-Atlanta in 30 seconds. Uh, Justin Fields must start. Cordero Patterson, David Montgomery, good number two running backs this week. Darnell Mooney, good number three receiver for this week. Cole Komet must start tight end. Kyle Pitts, maybe start tight end. Drake London, desperation, number three receiver. Is there room for Treston Ebner as a stash guy? Yes. 
I agree. In the, in the Keontae Ingram. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zamir White, stuff like that. Better than Zamir White, but I would say behind uh, behind the Jalen Warrens and Rashad Whites of the world. I, oh, my gosh. Absolutely. 127 catches. Is that what I said, Adam? Over five years at Baylor for Ebner. So, so remember, he can, yeah, close. He can be a, a passing down threat for Chicago, an outlet guy for for Justin Fields. And I wonder, just because Khalil Herbert is out, does it guarantee that it's going to be David Montgomery nonstop? And I don't think it does. I think you're going to see a little bit of Ebner, not to the point where it's 50-50 or even 60-40, like I said earlier. But I do think that he's an interesting stash play. And hopefully he doesn't have a twin brother um, named Earl or Dave that ruins things like what happened with the Hebners in the WWE in the <laughs> no idea. Yeah. I mean, the stat of the I game I had that. is that the bears are fourth in, in running back carries and they are ninth in running back carries inside the five yard line. So man, it, you know, it's the first time I'm excited to start David Montgomery in a long time, but you guys don't have him ranked all that high. Um, but is he the highest ranked running back in this game? Because obviously Patterson and Algier, they have a great matchup too. He is for me. I do yeah, think I he's got a chance. Right. Yeah. He's got the chance to get more touches. And um, yeah, you're thrown off a little bit by Patterson not even playing 50% of the snaps. Yeah. Not even 40% the last two weeks. Um, if Zeke plays, would you start Pollard or Montgomery? Pollard. I think I'll take Montgomery over Pollard. Let's talk about Darnell Mooney. In his last seven games, his 17-game pace is 78 catches, 1,061 yards, two touchdowns on 109 targets. And he is facing a team that allows the most fantasy points to wide receivers. They have allowed the most pass plays of 20-plus yards. They have allowed the second-most completions of 20-plus air yards. Everything here is good on paper for Darnell Mooney. Would you start Darnell Mooney or Chris Olave? That's I'm not even the same range of outcomes. <laughs> I, I don't know why you say that. I mean, why not? It, it was last week. Olave has just not been that I'm good. Kidding. I'm kidding, but I'm starting Olave over Mooney. Me too. Me too. But I, I, the thing that I'm worried about is the thing that's held Jamie from loving Mooney back all year long, and that's the target share. Of course, yeah. But honestly, like, Andy Dalton doesn't throw that many more passes than Justin Fields. Uh, he throws more, but. Um, he throws more, but maybe like five. Uh, all right. So, I would love to see uh, Andy Dalton make a mistake or two and they put James in the game. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear it's a foot issue at this point, right? That's keeping Jameis out, not a performance thing. Seems like they want to make the move, but they said he's not healthy. He's not 100% healthy because of the foot. Oh. And that's, that's what Dennis Allen said. I mean, he didn't say they want to make the move, but he did say Jameis will not be 100% healthy all year. Because of that foot. Uh, all right. So Mooney or Slayton? Slayton. I have Slayton over Mooney. Okay. Cole Komet over Kyle Pitts. How about Cole Komet or Pat Frymuth? Komet. I'll take... I'll take Komet, too. <laughs> Cole Komet or Greg Dulcich? Komet. Komet. All right. Start Komet. The Falcons are 24th against the Pokemon. Adam, it sounds like you have commitment issues. Uh, yeah, well, in one league, I have him and Andrews. So, <laughs> you know, that decision will it's be a good place to be. I have the same thing in one league, too. Yeah. I'm playing actually both. It's RDP league. So one's flex. Oh, okay. 
Uh, Mariota. Mariota's top 12 for both of you, huh? Or no, no, no. no. 14? No, no. Top 14? No. Oh, you dropped him, Dave. Yeah. Okay. Why? You had him, I think you had him 12 at one point, now he's 18th? I did. I started the week with him at 12 because the, the matchup's bad, but I can't help but think that after what Arthur Smith saw last week, the last thing he wants to do is have Marcus Mariota throw all over the place. So unless this game gets one-sided and the Falcons are down two scores in the second half, I don't think you're going to see Mariota throw that much. Yeah, the Bears are scoring a lot of points, though. We expect them to score, right? You just think they're going to run, run, run either way? I would imagine that if they're, unless they're down three touchdowns, that we're going to see a lot of running just to what, what we saw early in the season. And if they are throwing a lot and Mariota is playing like he did last week, we could see Desmond Ritter in this game. Okay. Um, so would you start? Yeah, that's Mar- another reason to not start Mariota. Mariota or Goff? Or Dan- Goff, Daniel Jones, Mariota. Who's your favorite? Oh, you just want us to say Jones first. Jones. I definitely don't. <laughs> Jones is 12th for me this week. All right. Um, Jamie, where do you have Patterson? Right behind Montgomery. So top 20 running back this week. Okay. Uh, okay. That's, I think, you know, one, one thing that maybe sorry. we overlooked a little bit was he had the two-touchdown game in his first game back from the, uh, the four-game absence. And then had to turn around and play Thursday night, you know. So that could be a little bit of why his usage was so low. Yeah, that he might not have been 100. That was a quick turnaround for a guy that had such a, a long absence. So um, I'm hoping the mini bye week, you know, the fact that they had you know the game last Thursday night, great matchup, revenge game. Spent two years in Chicago. Um, you know, all those things help Cordero Patterson this week. Matchup is the biggest thing. Yeah, Algier, though, is obviously a big problem. Algiers had 18 carries over the last two games. Patterson's had 18 carries over the last two games. Um, the Bears have given up 16 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in seven of their last nine games, though. So it is a terrific matchup. Starting to see maybe a little bit of improvement from their run defense, but still looks like a great matchup. And Algier, I mean, um, you know, when you talk about guys like Jarek McKinnon, Jalen Warren, where is, uh, where is Algier, Dave, compared to them? He's behind those guys, but it's close. I think he's, when you think about starting him, you put him in that range of a running back that can get you somewhere between six to nine PPR points, six to seven non-PPR points. Uh, We want to avoid Drake London, right? I think you said desperation play, Jamie, Drake London. I would think so. You know, I I don't think you want to chase what he did last week. Um, Again, with what the, the, the likely game plan should be, you know, where they're running the ball a lot. And so six to seven targets, you know, chance to score is what you're banking on. He's only done that, what, three times this season? Once and since week four? It's not exactly the most reliable scenario. He would be a top 30 receiver for me if this were a game that I thought the Falcons would have to throw in. Last two games, he's been very involved in their red zone offense. Had a, had five red zone targets two games ago. Not sure how many red zone targets he had last week, but he scored on a, one of them. Uh, after this game, it's the Commanders, it's the Steelers, then a bye, then the Saints. I'm not sure how many of those games they're definitely going to have to throw in either. So it, it kind of could be a lost cause for Drake London. Might be fine to have on the bench, but in, in smaller leagues, you could let him go. Look, there's really... If you don't think they're going to have to throw against the Bears with the way Justin Fields is playing, then I don't know. With the Chiefs, it doesn't really matter. They don't throw. <laughs> that's that's kind of their thing. They just they run as much as they can. Now, Kyle Pitts is so interesting because you guys have him you know, right around 10th. 
He's got seven to nine targets in three straight yeah. games. And we've seen it. It's it's Chris Towers said it well. It's like Marcus Mariota. I think Chris said he's basically a normal bad quarterback. But when he's throwing to Kyle Pitts, he's the worst quarterback in the world. <laughs> but there's so many opportunities here. He could have these big games. I think he's a great DFS play. Uh, Jamie, if you're trying to lose a DFS, I no. Agree. Come on. I, if 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 Marcus Mariota could just hit a wide open guy, this is also the guy he's throwing to in the end zone. The Bears, they allow the fifth fewest points to tight ends, but that's all about the competition they faced. There's a lot to like about Kyle Pitts. Is anybody feeling this, or am I on Pitts Island here? I mean, look, the, the, thing, the thing about it is, and this is the, the frustration of Kyle Pitts' fantasy managers, if you've been starting him all this time and you've been winning, you're hoping for those rare big games. I agree with you. He's a great DFS play because if he does hit, like we saw, what was it, uh, the London game, um, he had a good game. Carolina, he, 80 yards and a touchdown on yeah. nine targets. Um, there, there's, <laughs> there, there's certainly scenarios where if they connect, he's going to have a big blow up game. But they've been so few and far between. But you're trying to win a tournament that not a lot of that a lot of people are are playing in, so you want to be different. But if you've been losing with Kyle Pitts, like what are you doing at this point? You know, <laughs> find find a different alternative. Yeah, I just think he's a di- touchdown or bust tight end. He doesn't that have is to be. what he is devolved to. But the, the, it's, if Mariota could just hit him when he's wide open. But the big difference is that he has seven to nine targets in three straight games. In his yeah. first you know how many game. catches he has in I, his last I three I know, games? but it's it's on Mariota. It's not on Pitts. And and I'm saying that he, the throws That's, that Mariota has missed, I would I would expect him to complete. It's been unusually terrible. You know what I mean? And so you, you would hope that the Falcons would try and consider a change no jamie talked about it and put ritter in and ritter might be better in that oh, regard the oh. fact that that's only if mariota stinks mariota stinks the fact that they're not going to ritter tells me that they think ritter's not ready yeah or, right we're good it's not like they, he, some they had 10 days prospect. to get him up and running in this game they didn't do it arthur smith basically said that he's like he, he basically said like, we're trying to win he implied mariota is their best chance to win all right dallas is at minnesota and uh, stat of the game, Minnesota, I mean, I don't know how much this matters. It might matter. Minnesota's run defense has been damn good. They have allowed only 16 running back carries of 10-plus yards. That's fifth fewest. Only two running back carries all year of 20-plus yards allowed by the Vikings. And in their last five games, they are allowing 2.95 yards per carry to running backs. So... Having said that, I feel like you have a, a... Well, Jamie, are you ranking Pollard as if Zeke is playing at this point? We have not ranked Zeke yet, so Pollard has been ranked as if he's by himself. Uh, so when we rank Zeke, I will have Pollard still ahead of Zeke. He'll be in the teens. Right now, Pollard's in the top 10. Uh, Zeke will be closer to 24. You know, So in that Najee Harris, um, Don, Deontay Foreman range for me. Uh, touchdown or bust, I think, at this point for Zeke. Because if he's playing, he's not playing 100%. Yeah, I wonder how much the matchup matters for Pollard. He's just been so good in his career. Like, exceptional. But I'm interested to see what he can do against this defense. Uh, which quarterback do you prefer in this game, guys? Dak Prescott. Uh, if you watched yesterday's show, you know which one I prefer. <laughs> yeah. Dak. Start of the week. Uh, they're both starters, though, right? Cousins and Dak. Yes. Yeah, Cousins is more of a low starter. But, you know, Dak is, is, I think, has an opportunity for another big game. Top six quarterback. Which tight end do you prefer? Schultz. Hawkinson. Oh, oh. Burn. <laughs> uh, they're both starters, though. Dave, uh, why Hawkinson over Schultz? Oh, you have them three just, four in the rank. Yeah, so. yeah, I love them both, but I think Hawkinson's just going to get more targets and more catches. 
little like, bit more of an explosive player than Schultz as well. Uh-huh. Schultz is Schultz is good without a touchdown. Last week he was great with the touchdown. Hawkinson's been very good without scoring a touchdown in PPR the past two games with the Vikings. Hawkinson's actually already faced the Cowboys. Uh, he had four catches for 48 yards. The Cowboys have been really good against tight ends. Um, all right. Is there, are there any surprises in this game? Like we're obviously starting cook. We're obviously starting Jefferson. We're starting lamb. Dave, when you talk about Gallup or Thielen is, or, or Zeke, maybe, I mean, is there anyone you want to make the case for? No, uh, it's easy to make the case for Zeke. Zeke can score. Well, it's the game. <laughs> <laughs> the Vikings hosted the Cowboys. Interrupting day return with the game of the week. Yeah. Hold on. This is amazing because during the show, I sent you a G chat. I figured the game of the week would have been like Chiefs Chargers. Yeah, I was about to run in that game. And so, like earlier, I talked about Kadarius Tony. And I, after I talked, I thought, oh my God, he could have buzzed me on that. And then you texted, I, you sent me a note back. We did it yesterday. Chiefs Chargers, sorry. Yeah, I, I lied to Dave. I said we did the game of you the week yesterday. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start your answer over? Sorry. No, you don't get the answer now. And guess what? It wouldn't have been that good of an answer anyway. You're not going to feel good tharding, tharding, starting Thielen or Zeke or Osborne, Michael Gallup, anybody else. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame, too, because Minnesota's past defense is so bad. They give up the third most, second most points to wide receivers, third most targets per game to wide receivers. It is that bad of a week at wide receiver, though. So did you guys end up with Gallup in your top 36? No. Just outside, top 40. Okay. Did I tell you what song I think Game of the Week sounds like? No. Well, I did say that it sounds like Real Man of Genius, that old uh, beer commercial, whatever. I mean, anything you can do to sing. But I think it sounds like uh, Somebody's Baby by Jackson Brown. You know? Like, it's got this, you know the song, right? From, from no, uh, sing it. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, no, sing it, please. No, I'm not going to sing it. It's, it's got a Jackson Brown vibe to it. All right, real quick on Kirk Cousins here. Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo? Cousins. Cousins. Herbert or Cousins? Herbert as of now. Herbert with his guys. That's why. How many of his guys? Mike Williams. Uh, one. Okay, Burrow or Cousins? Burrow. I have Cousins. What would Joe Burrow have been if he had played at Buffalo this week in the snow? He would have been Joe Burrowing. Burrow. Or he would have been Burrowing. Also, also good. I think that's it for this game, right? We good here? Yeah. There's a All right. probably chance we could get some snow flurries in the Steelers-Bengals game. Um, yeah, maybe. If, if we do, I'll make the joke again, I promise. We're going to take a break here. We're going to Mexico City. We are not going to get snow there. San Francisco at Arizona when we come back on Fantasy Football Today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel. Streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. 
You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. All right, San Francisco at Arizona, your stat of the game. In addition to the that whole yak thing we talked about earlier, the Cardinals giving up the most yak per catch and the Niners averaging the most yak per catch offensively, I just want to go through some Debo stats I talked about on Monday on Beyond the Box Score and get your thoughts on it. Because he's obviously been disappointing, but you may not realize how how inefficient he's been and below his career averages. He has This is what really jumps out. Debo Samuel has a 56%, 57% catch rate. That's really low. And... He's got a 4.9-yard dot, which is also really low. And there is a correlation. A low dot leads to a higher catch rate. Easier to catch those passes. So I know he's been bad, but you cannot expect a player like Debo Samuel to have these types of rates. Um, there is, it's kind of like what I talked about with Chris Godwin. He had a very low dot and a very low catch rate. Debo is like five times worse than that. So... Um, something is going to, he's going to get better. I want to know, Dave, I'll give you the first word. Like, what do you think about that? Because we talk, we just see the raw numbers with Debo, but the underlying stats say he should be doing a lot better than this. He he should be. I haven't taken a close enough look at him on film to get a a clear view. I like the targets. The volume has been good. He should be catching the ball more, should be making more plays after the catch. Not featured near the goal line much anymore. That was something that helped him last year. And so I think you do have to lower expectations for him. And I think given the way that Ayuk's been playing, it's easy to rank Ayuk over Debo. And Ayuk's been getting as many, if not more, targets than Debo over the last month, month and a half. And um, would you guys start Rondale Moore over both 49ers wide receivers? I have Ayuk, Rondale, then many receivers, including Chris Olave and Kadarius Tony, and then Debo. I would start Rondell over those guys if there's no Marquise Brown. Right. Dave, why are you so high on Ayuk? Because I think he can score. I think he can make one of those after-catch scores. He should have scored last week. He dropped a touchdown. I like his role in the offense. like his his mojo with Jimmy G. Everyone's high on Ayuk. I think just in comparing the, the, two, the two sets of receivers... You're probably maxing out maybe at eight targets for Ayuk. Rondell Moore might have eight catches in that game. Yeah, that was that was what I was saying about Ayuk. I mean, I felt like he's a sell high. He gets, you know, seven eight catches. He gets eighty yards four straight games. He's caught a touchdown in two of them. He should have caught a touchdown in three of them. I just feel like he is overperforming his targets big time. Well, there. This is obviously an easy game for a bounce back potential for George Kittle. Mm-hmm. So we know mm-hmm. how bad tight end, how bad they are against tight ends. Um, we had this conversation on on HQ with with Pete Prisco and Heath that there's going to be each week one guy left out in the passing game. There's just not enough volume in this passing game for three guys to have big games of Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. And as we saw last week, two guys were left out. You know, Debo and, and Kittle both struggled. So Pete says, I kind of can see it happening. And, and you, you know, you brought up the, the, the numbers, Adam. 
Debo can have a bounce back week this week. Kittle can easily have a bounce back week this week. It would not be surprising if Ayuk has the disappointing game. Now, I don't have it ranked that way because I agree with Dave. I think, you know, you see what Ayuk is doing and how he's performed basically since coming out of the doghouse last year, how he's outperformed Debo as a receiver, that Debo losing those, those carries. Um, but Pete alluded to after watching the game that they had Debo and, and McCaffrey lined up in the backfield, you know, and they do all their misdirection, you know, where one guy's going one way, one guy's going the other way, that if you just flip them and it's McCaffrey going the, as the decoy and Debo's going that way, that this is going to be those easy catches for Debo and he gets the ball, you know, going that way. So there's going to be, you know, without saying it, you know, it's not Kyle Shanahan having to say that we have to get Debo going. We have to get Kittle going. There's going to be a squeaky wheel type of game here for one of those two guys. One of them is going to have the seven or eight targets that probably go to Ayuk and Ayuk goes to four or five. And it could be this week. So I think you just kind of, if you have these guys, like I have Debo in one, I don't have any Kittle shares, but I have Debo in one league. I'm not benching. I'm not getting away from him. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a big game for him. Okay, and you guys have you have Ayuk top fourteen. You have Debo around twentieth or so. Would you start Paris Campbell or Kadarius Tony over Debo Samuel? If Tony, there's no yeah. Juju, I would start Tony over him. Yes, over Debo. Excuse me. Tony, yes, but not Paris Campbell. Okay, no, correct. Uh, okay, but they're very close though. And then where? So Hopkins obviously a must start. What about Rondell Moore? You said you guys have pretty Ayuk. much a must start in PPR. Okay. Yeah, it, it'll, it'll change a little bit if Marquise Brown plays because then you just have to wonder how this is all going to work. But for this week, I think you should feel okay with Rondell Moore. You know, I I just hope that, you know, we had the first game with Robbie Anderson and things kind of got a little bit off with where they used Rondell Moore. Like, don't do that again. Yes, yes. So the last thing was uh, you might be sitting here listening to me talking about Ayuk's targets and notice he had two games with 11 targets recently. Uh, those were the two games where the 49ers... The only two games all year they've thrown more than 30 passes. And the two games where their defense played like crap against the Chiefs and the Falcons. When their defense is playing well, they don't throw, they throw 28 passes typically, right around there. Uh, so, and that brings us now to well, Kittle. Okay, sorry. Kittle, Hawkinson, Schultz. How do you rank those three? I believe you just, uh, no. Hawkinson, I, go, I mean, uh, Schultz, Hawkinson, Kittle. And I've got Hawkinson, Schultz, Kittle, and PPR. Komet or Kittle? Kittle. I like Kittle uh, better than everybody we've talked about in the last 15 seconds in non-PPR. I will take Komet in non-PPR. I will take Kittle in PPR. All right. It's just an amazing matchup. Uh, and Kittle's back, you know, close to top five. Or I think he's top six for everyone. Uh, all right. So if that, he does not play well this week, though, sound the panic alarm. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Arizona, their quarterbacks. I can't imagine going to start Colt McCoy. But, Jamie, if Kyler Murray plays, start or sit? I would start him. I would start him over the Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, uh, Russell Wilson, the low end starter guys, you know, so where I, where I have Aaron Rodgers ranked around 10, you know, so I, I think you'll get 21, 22 points. The concern would be, is, is he going to run? You know, if it, the hamstring's a problem, you know, is he going to give you enough production throwing the ball? So you got to hope that he's going to get you at least 30 yards on the ground. You know, he hasn't been the best running quarterback this season. So, you know, hopefully 30 yards on the ground, maybe chance to score, maybe primetime game, you know, helps him, you know, with the with the spotlight on him, step up and, and have a big game. But if they get everybody back and Marquise Brown is back, this is what we've been waiting for. You know, this is this is the the dream scenario of if Marquise Brown is right, of Hopkins, Brown, Rondell Moore. You know, it sucks you don't have Ertz there, but, you know, this is arguably as good a receiving core as anybody in the league. And so can he have enough success throwing against this defense? I hope he does. So, you know, you're, you're starting in based on hope. 
I, I wonder if he could flirt with 400 yards passing. If 400? all three of those receivers are back, <laughs> Dave, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all three, he's not going to be able to run as much because of the hamstring. I think he'll top three. Hey, why does it go for five? <laughs> 400. Maybe that'll be my bold prediction this week on FFT on Sunday is that okay. Kyler will get 400 yards, but he might have 400 yards. I hope you rank him as a top five guy. No, because I don't know how many touchdowns he'll get with it, but he'll be top so 400 and no touchdowns. No, one touchdown to like Trey McBride or something just to mess. With he has two 400 yard games in his career. That surprised me. And uh, he has four games of 380 or more. All right, so let's hope we get those wide receivers. But but would you still start him over, say, Kirk Cousins if Marquise Brown doesn't play? If we find out on Sunday that Brown's not going to play? No. I think it's just, you know, unless we get word Sunday that he is 100% fine, you know, full practice on Saturday, good to go, I would consider it. All right, this is a this tough Kirk in a big game. game. Got to worry about that. Because James Conner is also difficult. I, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and guarantee you that James Conner is not going to have a good yards per carry in this game. <laughs> Way to go out on a limb. <laughs> he never does, and the Niners are just incredible against the run. They, they are the best against running backs in fantasy, 3.25 yards per carry. But you know you're getting a lot of, a lot of work uh, from James Conner. So Conner or David Montgomery? Montgomery. Montgomery. Oh, Connor or uh, Patterson? Patterson. Wow. I'm struggling on that one. I currently have Connor ranked higher because I'm, I feel better about his chances to get north of 15, 15 touches. And he could have four or five catches. So in PPR, I think I'll say Connor. But in non-PPR, I think Patterson makes a little more sense. And again, just going back to Patterson, not playing a lot in those first two games back. It, it, that worries me a little bit. It gives me some spilkies. Well, the first game back, I mean, he had 17 carries. That's that's he did, but he only played 40% of Patterson the snap. I don't care. I don't care. He, he when he was on the field, the game worked. Pat Cordero Patterson, is that what he said? Yeah, oh, he had 13 carries the first game back 13 for 77 in a touchdown. Cordero Patterson, no, 13 for 44 in a touchdown, two touchdowns, two touchdowns against the Chargers. I'm sorry I did this, everybody. Um. Would you start Garrett Wilson or James Conner? I think I like Wilson better in PPR. I might take Conner and non. Would you start Kadarius Tony or James Conner? Tony. Yeah. Tony, okay. And we talked about the Arizona wide receivers. Don't start Trey McBride. Maybe you want to stash him. I don't know. And the 49ers defense is top three. Are they going to be top three if Kyler Murray plays? Are they going to be a must start if Kyler Murray plays? I would probably drop them behind the Saints and the Commanders, but they're still starting. All right. Detroit's at the Giants. The uh, How about this? The Lions are ninth in points per game. The Giants are ninth in points allowed per game. Detroit sees the most air yards per pass attempt. Teams throw very deep on them. The Giants, or Daniel Jones, has the fourth lowest air yards per pass attempt in football. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird matchup to me. Very, very different team stylistically. Um, Giants are three-point favorites, and obviously the Lions are playing a little bit better lately. So uh, you guys like Daniel Jones better than Jared Goff. Do you want to make the case for either of them as a starter this week? Jared Goff Daniel. will be better if Josh Reynolds plays and maybe DJ Chark is activated for this game. So I think just lacking playmakers in the passing game is is a problem for him, and especially if he's counting on is running backs to make plays in the passing game. The Giants allow the fewest running back receptions on the season, only 23 catches to the position. So DeAndre Swift, that's kind of what's been saving him. Uh, I don't think you want to start that to begin with, but you know if you're counting on him making plays in the passing game significantly, the track record against this team would say no. But 
if he gets Reynolds back, if he gets Chark again, you know, it's it's at least some semblance of more competent receivers alongside Amara St. Brown. So that was my concern from last week, despite the matchup. You know, he didn't have just a lot of options to help him, to support him, to, you know, lift him up. And so at least Reynolds, you've seen at, at points this season, his best game this season. Reynolds was a big part of that, the Seattle game. Um, but losing Hawkinson, not having other guys, is just, I think, a, a little bit disconcerting for, for Derek Goff's ceiling. He's going to get blitzed out of his cleats, too. They're going to come after him, and that's been his poison whenever he's been on the field. Basically, in his NFL career, uh, Daniel Jones has taken on the Lions. Case closed. The Lions have allowed five running backs to run, five quarterbacks, excuse me, to run for 20 or more yards. Only one failed to get more than 20 fantasy points. It was Aaron Rodgers when he had the three interceptions. He had 40 yards rushing in the game. Mm. Daniel Jones has one game this season under 20 yards rushing. So if those numbers hold, good opportunity for Daniel Jones to use his legs. Now, last time I said that was against Seattle, he didn't run. But Yeah, yeah. I didn't think he would in that game. But I think he might a little bit in this game. And he's going to have open receivers in this game, too. Not that he's throwing to, you know, (laughs) the most amazing receiving core on the planet. Like he might be sad because he sees the Lions, and even though their receiving core is crappy, might be better than what the Giants have. But I think Daniel Jones leaps and bounds better than what the Giants have. He's, I think St. Brown alone. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, but yeah. it's it is a pretty pretty bad group of receivers in this game. You know, St. Brown mm. towering at his height uh, over who's, everyone. Who's the best tight end in this game? Yeah, I think actually Tanner Hudson is kind of interesting. So he gets yep. a. You know, the Giants use their tight ends in a pretty sneaky way, uh, but nobody's starting Tanner Hudson. Um, so, Daniel Jones, you guys have, outs- I think, outside the top 12, but not far, like around 13 or 14 this week. Uh, actually, Dave, do you have him 12th? Check the update. Daniel Jones is 12th for me as of now. Kyler will bump him down if Kyler plays. Ah, okay. So you wouldn't start Heineke over over him, guys? I would not. Okay, because both both guys have you know matchups against teams that are terrible against the run, so I'm sure you're thinking both teams are going to run the ball a lot. But um, all right, we have obviously some good quarterbacks on by, so that pushes players like Daniel Jones up. Um, you're sitting off. You're starting your borderline start on Jones. Okay, start Barkley. Jamie, give me the rundown on the Lions running backs. Not the easiest of matchups. Giants have done a nice job against the run, but you know what you're getting with Jamal Williams getting a lot of volume, and so. If he scores, you'll be very happy with what you're getting. If he doesn't score, like we saw two weeks ago, 24 carries, 81 yards, no catches, got a two-point conversion to save him there. That's, the uh, I think, the the drawback to Jamal Williams. So the work in the passing game has been non-existent. Again, tough matchup even if he was getting the work in the passing game. So by default, with all the running backs that were missing this week and the injuries, I think he's still a number two running back, but not – a, oh my God, I'm excited to have Jamal Williams this week. So he could have a two-touchdown game. That wouldn't be you know crazy, but that's what he needs to do. He needs to score. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I think at this point you're seeing he's now facing a timeshare for the number two job with Justin Jackson. And so while he's found the end zone and when he's on the field, he looks fantastic. I just don't understand why they are not giving him more opportunities or he just may not be earning them for whatever reason. I'm going to guess it's more injury-related. But at this point, DeAndre Swift is a flex at best. And I just don't think you're going to get a great game unless he scores, but he just hasn't been doing that consistently from a rushing perspective. So we've talked with kind of a tepid endorsement for David Montgomery, James Conner, Cordero Patterson. Are you starting Jamal Williams over those guys? Um, no, they're, they're all in the same range. I mean, you know, if you're, you're yeah. splitting hairs, I think if you 
Montgomery versus Williams, Patterson versus Montgomery, Williams versus Connor. You know, they're all to me, Connor and Williams are the same from a volume standpoint. The difference is Connor's gonna make plays in the passing game. Williams is not. You know, yeah, Montgomery yeah. better matchup, Patterson better matchup, but Williams might outtouch them just from a, a pure volume standpoint. So sure. It's, it, it's like, again, it comes down to I think what you need format. Um, you know, uh, Williams is just, you know, getting a lot of work. That's the that's the saving grace for him. He gets like fifteen touches a week, which is pretty good. I think I think all these running backs are going to get there though. Montgomery's my favorite. I currently have Connor and PPR over Patterson and then Jamal. All four top twenty running backs. I have all four of them have ahead of Deontay Foreman. The Giants' stats against running backs kind of sums up the Giants' season. They are allowing the third most yards per carry to running backs and the most yards per catch to running backs. Yet somehow they are allowing the fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs. Uh, it's just weird. They they haven't been a good run defense. I think they're getting better. Dexter Lawrence is is playing at a Pro Bowl level. Um, in fact, Damian Pierce had a terrible game last week, except for one 44 yard carry with Dexter Lawrence off the field. Um, so he so they have good defensive tackles, but for some reason, 5.4 yards per carry to running backs, absolutely terrible. Yet so, they don't don't give up a lot of fantasy points to them. Uh, Detroit wide receivers start St. Brown, and that's it. And uh, that's it for this game. Slayton, we can do a little bit of Slayton-ish stuff here. Slayton or Zeke, if Zeke plays. Slayton. Um, I'll take Slayton in PPR, Zeke in non-PPR. Slayton or Jamal Williams in full PPR? Slayton. I'll take Jamal. Yeah, the uh, the fa- the Lions have allowed seventeen point nine or more PPR fantasy points to ten wide receivers in nine games. Big only concern, not only concern, but big concern is do they put Okuda on Slayton, you know, and really and limit him? I don't know. All right, that's it for this game. Rams at Saints. Stat of the game: nine wide receivers, kind of similar to what I just said about the Lions. Nine wide receivers have scored 17 or more fantasy points, PPR fantasy points, against the Rams. They've gotten better, but that's a lot. So, Chris Olave. (laughs) Dave, what do you think about Chris Olave this week? I think his upside makes him a number two fantasy wide receiver. I still think he's the best option in the passing game, certainly outside of five yards of the line of scrimmage. For the New Orleans Saints, he's had a couple of bad games. I would. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm ready to call this the Joe Boo week for him, where if he doesn't come through, then that's it. We're done. Chris Olave banished to the bench. But I, I feel like we're kind of close to it. I, I, I'm happy to start him knowing that that upside is so good. Uh, and I, I, I got a weird feeling that the Saints are going to have to throw in this one. A, maybe, maybe they want to, but I think Whoa, the Rams why? give him a game. Give him a game, yeah, but does that mean they have to throw? I mean that that implies that they're. Gonna, I don't see that at all. <laughs> like here, here are Andy Dalton's past attempts in seven games: 28, 24, 32, 47. That was the game where he threw two pick sixes. 30, 29, and twenty-seven. He is almost always in the twenty-seven to thirty-two pass attempt range. Right, which he'll stinks. be he'll be over thirty pass attempts. All right. I, I mean, you're expecting the Rams to have to force him in that situation. I can't. See I that. think this. I think the Saints' defense is a not good and b exhausted. They played over 80 snaps last week. I don't week care. The Look at their facing this week. This is the worst offense in the NFL. It's a bad offense, but they're going to find ways. I think they're going to find ways to run the ball. I think Daryl Henderson what? is a sneaky what? play this week as a flex. Where is this coming from? 
against for the Rams against the Saints. With that offensive line? With that defense. The defense is terrible for New Orleans, and they've played back-to-back games where they've been on the field a lot. Daryl Henderson just had six carries for 21 yards and a touchdown <laughs> against the Cardinals. What? I don't, I just, where's this confidence I'm using from? him in they, DFS this week. Look, obviously, there are a lot of touches to go around without Cooper Cup. You know, we, we've never seen them with Stafford and no Cup. Uh, he's their entire offense. And it's it is does make things pretty interesting because the Saints defense isn't isn't good. You're right about that, uh, and they probably have to try to run the ball more. Um, Higby is really interesting because he has the toughest matchup on paper. The Saints give up the fewest fantasy points to tight ends, but he got very involved in the fourth quarter of that game without Cooper Cup. Was that because of the score? Or was that because no Cooper Cup? I don't know. Um, so let, let's keep this game kind of simple here because you're not starting the quarterbacks. Kamara, you have ranked a little bit low. I know he's got two bad games in a row. I'll just say they've had the ball for about 21 minutes on average in each of the last two games. Absolutely terrible game scripts. It's not going to be that bad. on the field. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's extremely bad. Um, and uh, the defense being on the field a lot, Dave, is also partially the offense's fault. Let's, let's be real here. So you're going to sure. start Kamara when it's all said and done. Olave is the number two guy. Dave's got a hunch on the Rams, but all right, like, I think Higby's interesting. And, I, and Jamie, what do you think about Higby? And the, well, what do you think about the Rams' pass catchers, basically? The only one you should be starting is Higby. That's it. So, I mean, you got to be desperate to be starting Allen Robinson, who could not make plays when he had lesser coverage, when he had Cooper Cup on the field. I mean, this Rams team is... But isn't this more targets for him? It could be. But are you trusting Allen Robinson at this point? I mean, you know, it's... Not, this, week, I, I, maybe. Huh? <laughs> this week, maybe. Maybe. Like I, I would start him he, over over the, that crap fest of of uh, ter- I would start him over Terrace Marshall. Yes, uh, Nico if, Collins. If, if that's if that's your starting point, then yes, both Rams guys are better than Terrace Marshall and Baker Mayfield. Is he is he ten PPR points? I mean, that would be his fourth best game of the season, tied for third best game of the season. <laughs> I think he gets to ten, baby. All right. We'll see how sure. it plays. Five for 50 for Allen Robinson. Right, Great. exactly. Right. Did Van Jefferson do that too? Yes. I mean, it, they couldn't score when they had the best receiver in the world. <laughs> like, now you take him away. Yeah. Tyler Higby or uh, Jawan Johnson? Higby. Higby. Tyler Higby. Closer and non-PPR. Tyler Higby or Greg Dulcich? Dulcich. Uh, Higby. Higby or Pitts? Higby. I do have Higby higher in PPR than Dulcich. Higby over Pitts. Saints or Rams? DST. Saints, but they're both startable. I would not be surprised if the Rams just check out. Like, they're, they're, this is so bad. It's absolutely so bad. Like, I don't I, think they're quitting. I don't think Aaron Donald has that in him. Yeah. But they were bad when they had <laughs> good players seven, on yeah. offense. Now they're bad. This offensive line is so bad. It it's is very so bad. So I don't. Bad. I don't mean to insult the fan bases here, but I'm just going to tell you, I don't give one crap about that game. Like that game is an absolute nothing saints and Rams. <laughs> I just don't, obviously for fantasy purposes, I do, but in terms of who wins, don't care at all. I'm going to guess outside of the die hard of die, die, die hard of die hard. Uh, <laughs> they don't care either. They might got a name losses. for the next sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Washington at Houston, our last game. Stat of the game. Look at the Washington run defense the last three weeks. Jonathan Taylor scored 5.6 PPR fantasy points. Dalvin Cook caught a touchdown and got to 13.6 PPR fantasy points. Miles Sanders, 5.4. 
Uh, Damian Pierce's four straight games with 12.2 to 15.7 PPR fantasy points. So he's been good, but not great. He does have 117 or more total yards in five of his last six games, though. But tough matchup. Would you start Damian Pierce or Alvin Kamara this week? Kamara. I will take Pierce. All right. I'm sure people are going to start them. Now, let's go back to that group <laughs> yes, of running backs. I would hope. With, uh, you know, Gib- with, uh, with Gilker- Gibson. We'll take Gibson and Robinson. Connor, Montgomery, Patterson. Uh, where do they compare to those guys? In the same great, same range. You know, I I think the 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 best thing is obviously the matchup. The Texans stink, so there's a chance for both of those guys to do very similar to what they did last week. Maybe even better when they both scored 14 PPR points. But they can oblige each other a little bit. You know, I mean, you would say Brian Robinson's getting 26 carries should be a monster game. He just hasn't exactly had the best rushing average. So, you know, is this 26 for 100? Is it 26 for 80 again? You know, so I think that's the 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 worry there. Gibson probably needs to score because I don't think you're going to be throwing the ball to him a lot because they're probably not chasing points. So there's a chance for both of them to be, again, both score, both have good numbers, but unfortunately because there are two of them and you're probably looking at 30 total touches at least for the two of them, will they both have uber success with them? Uber? Who do you have ranked higher? Gibson and PPR, Robinson and uh, I agree with that. The one thing I'll say is that if if we're wrong about how this game's going to go, that that helps Gibson's numbers more so than Robinson's. Texans give the commanders a game. Maybe it's back and forth. Brandon Cook shows up finally. I, I That's kind of built into Gibson's value this week, if you ask me. Not saying that that's what's going to happen. It could very easily be a commander's blowout. But I, I that's why I've got Gibson higher, is that he, he's he's safer. He's not so he's not as touchdown dependent as Brian Robinson. When you look at the Ravens running backs, the Jets running backs, the the Commanders running backs, who well, are the best? Commanders. You said Commanders, Jets, and who? Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, that's not close for me. Oh, I'm taking Drake ahead of. Oh, I got Gibson once, but I have a Gibson, Drake, Robinson in PPR. Okay. I bet in non-PPR, I've got Drake at the top of the list. If you look at what the trends have been, this should be a great game for McLaurin and a bad game for Curtis Samuel. Uh, the Texans are terrific against the slot and really struggle against some outside receivers. I mean, anybody who's had a good game has been an outside receiver against the Texans. Is that kind of how you guys see it? Good. Yes, McLaurin, no Samuel? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what about Samuel versus Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman? Um, behind him. Yeah, behind. What about Samuel versus Slayton? Behind. Slayton. Okay. How so, about Curtis Samuel versus Allen Robinson in the battle of the ten PPR yeah, that's a good question. stars? I'll take Samuel. I don't want to take Robinson. I'll take Robinson. Hey, you can make the case for him. Yeah. Just because if if the Commanders run the ball a whole lot, there's not a lot left there for Samuel. But I'd still take Samuel. Uh, Sit Davis Mills. We didn't talk about Taylor Heineke. You just think they're going to run too much? I just think uh, hard for yeah. me to get to 20 I mean, fantasy points. Heineke is, is 15 to 18 points. Okay. Start Pierce. Which uh, wide receiver do you prefer for the Texans, Cooks or Collins? Collins. 
I think you've got to make the shift to Collins. Okay, he's only 45% rostered, so you can, you know, you can stash him if you'd like, or you can start him in a three-receiver league, and that's pretty much it for this game. Well, no, Nico Collins or Curtis Samuel, Allen Robinson? Uh, Nico on PPR. Okay, what about Brandon Cooks or those guys? Oh, it makes me want to puke. I start Cooks over them. I don't think I can do that. It's a good matchup here. It's, you know. Washington's defense has played a lot better. There's no question. Still not a not a bad matchup for wide receivers. Uh, and, well, I mean they were they were tough last week against the Eagles, but the week before that, Justin Jefferson at 115 yards. Pitt, man, actually, they really are getting better. All right, anyway, uh, Commanders DST. Yeah, top I know, seven. You know, comparing Justin Jefferson to Brandon Cooks makes sense. Right, that's the thing. It's they're really only getting crushed by lately by Jefferson. No. Yeah, Devontae Smith caught a I think it would be it, it would be pretty cool to see all four teams in the East for both conferences make the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's possible. It's insane. That's it for today's show. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the mailbag. Or if you're watching on YouTube, we'll talk to you later this afternoon with the mailbag. There's also a lot going on with the Bills and their travel. They're having a tough time getting to Detroit. So we'll of course keep you updated on all of these developments. You know what they should trade for? Ooh. Go Burrow. Burrow, yeah. That's right. Oh, you were going with the Burrow. Yeah, yeah, I went with the other joke. All right, I got to work on that. I got to work on that. We'll talk to you later, everybody. See ya. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.